Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael. Tim Noe. And we are the Knights of Entertainment. This is part two, Call of Cthulhu. Alone against the flames. Alrighty. You wander through the streets of Emberhead without any particular destination in mind. The village is built on a relatively flat upland with a splendid view. To the north, the hazy tips of the White Mountains reach for the heavens. To the south, the sparkling waters of Lake Winnipesaukee. The The village itself takes less than five minutes to cross from edge to edge. Oh, fuck. I'd kill myself. (laughs) You arrive on the winding road to the west. The other road leaves to the south, following a lower ridge of the land as it turns east. In the southwest of the village, an open grassy space borders a ruined church, its graveyard cresting the cliffs. To the northeast, the three main thoroughfares meet at a raised black metal structure. It looms stark against the blue sky. You may now ask about transport at the local general store, seek out the village hall, walk down to the lower level and check out the eastern road, examine the large metal structure, explore the church, or look for local people with their own transport needs. Local people with their own transport needs. Let's uh, let's start with the top. Let's go to the uh, general store. Go to the general store. Maybe they got some condoms. <laughs> that you can use with... Uh... <laughs> Alrighty. The general store is a corner... Uh, excuse me. The general store is on a corner beside the main road. Just before it plunges to the south. The shopkeeper is a brisk and men's lady with a starched apron and strong shoulders. Strong shoulders. Bam. Do you need a massage, I wonder? <laughs> she looks hard at your unfamiliar face. I bet face. she does. <laughs> It's a double entendre. <laughs> that one got me. I don't know why. A double entendre. Yeah, you got me. Transport? There's a motor coach comes through twice a week. Missed it? Hmm? Yeah, bitch, I missed it. The truck brings in my supplies every second Tuesday, but it's not due until next week. She shrugs. She shrugs those massive shoulders and a ripple sends through the whole building. Hey, you're the one that said you like muscle mommies. Muscle mommies. It seems Emberhead is content to keep its distance from the outside world. You have enough money to buy one or two uh, inexpensive everyday items here. Note, uh, note them down in your investigator sheet. Remember the year is 1927. You have any uh, any uh, condoms snug size? <laughs> <laughs> For the little ones? Yeah. <laughs> the shop uh, stocks no weapons except a dusty hunting knife, which you may purchase if you want. Yeah. I could use a knife. So write it down then. Just put it in my pocket. I'll remember. I hope. <laughs> I'll remember at the last minute. I remember. I remember. I remember. Did you even say how much it is? It just gave me a knife? Yeah, apparently. You, the- you, you bought it. Yeah. Uh, you are beginning to get your bearings in Emberhead. Would you like to explore some more? You may choose another option from below. You can either ask for transport at the local general store, which you've already done. Yeah. Uh, seek out the village hall, walk down the lower level to check out the eastern road, examine the large metal structure, explore the church, or look for people with their own transport needs. All right, let's go to number two. Number two. So you want to seek out the village hall? Yeah. I think so. (laughs) That was after uh, the general store, right? Yes. Okay. The village hall backs against a cliff at the east of uh, Silsbury Street. It's the largest building you've been and seen so far in Emberhead. It is, however, locked and shuttered. You walk around, peering through the gaps in the shutters. 
and we all know how you like to take pictures through windows. <laughs> it's my job. There seems to be one large room, presumably for community meetings, and a smaller annex that serves as an office and archive. One of the windows is bricked up. Back at the main door, you can see no posted opening hours. Mr. Winters doesn't open in mornings this time of year, says a gray-garbed woman passing by. Best come back this afternoon. You ask whether the office has a telegraph. Don't know, she shrugs. Who would we call? Jesus, anybody. This, this place is so fucking like isolated. It is yep. terrifying. You will have to try again later. Damn. <laughs> so now, you can either walk down to the lower level and check on the eastern road, mm -hmm. examine the large metal structure, explore the church, or look for people looking for their own transport needs. Uh, let's do the next one, I guess. <laughs> Go down the list. I'm just going down the list. <laughs> All righty. The air is fresh, and you walk down to the lower ridge, invigorating. Then you notice cultivated fields stretching through the lowlands around Emberhead, and among the crops are some livestock, but no horses. Are you going to have to make your own uh, onward journey on foot? Further down, the road skirts the edge of a ridge and descends. There are a few scattered hovels there with signs of habitation. You have set a substantial distance apart. As you examine him, the doors open and an older man steps out. He wears a uh, bedraggled suit, but carries a piece of cloth, which he tosses over his head like a hood. As he does this, he sees you and freezes. Okay. Make a luck roll if you succeed. A luck roll? Yeah. What's my luck at? Let me see. <laughs> my luck is... Uh, uh, I don't have a luck roll. No luck roll? Hold on. What was luck? Shit. <laughs> I could have sworn luck was... Yeah, it hasn't told me my luck. Uh-oh. We got a problem. I think a luck's supposed to be something, half of something. But it has never asked for that yet. It hasn't asked for that. No? Um, because my luck is zero on here. See, it's a so it has to be one of these other things combined with something or deducted. Let me check the rule book and pause. All right, all right, guys, we're back. We we figured it out. I gotta roll a, a d6 three times and then multiply it by five <laughs> to get my luck. Let's see, three, one, oh, five. So that's uh, eight, nine mm -hmm. times uh, five is 45. 45. Oh boy, that's quite the high number. <laughs> I'm fucking high roller here. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Let me get these fucking dice. All right, so I gotta go underneath 45. That's unbelievable. Okay, 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 okay. Come on, baby. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, no, it's 39. Yeah, the blue one's the blue one. <laughs> you got it barely. Oh man, I thought it was 93, but the blue one's the blue one's the hundred, right? Yeah. Uh, 39. <laughs> I got it. That did get it by nothing, didn't I? <laughs> you barely got that one. <laughs> the man looks up at the village, scanning the clifftops. You get a brief flash of his face. There is something unsettling about it. Then he turns to walk away from the road, but as he does, he raises a hand and slowly beckons to you. If you follow the strange man... I always follow the strange man. <laughs> Even in the van? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> you follow the strange man. You follow the man around the outcrop. He glances up, then steps between two rocks and vanishes. Closer inspection. He's a witch. <laughs> Closer inspection reveals a narrow channel leading into a cliff. There is just enough light to see a small natural chamber within. But uh, you will be uncomfortably close to this man if you go inside. Do you still mind. follow him? I love being close to men. In we go. <laughs> In more than one way. Hey, but the detective's got to get the job done one way or the other, male or female. With wary steps, you squeeze between the rocky outcrops and enter the concealed chamber, almost banging your head on the lower ceiling. I'm a midget. The man settles back against the wall and watches until you draw close. Then he slides back his hood. Make a sanity roll. Is he that drop-dead gorgeous? <laughs> my sanity's only uh, 50. Uh-oh. <laughs> I fucking lose my shit, apparently. Come on, baby. Under 50. 58. <laughs> you lose one sanity. Okay, so that's 49. <laughs> You're already starting to go insane. Lost my shit. Some of the man's face remains. A strip from the side of his jaw to his right eye socket is healthy and pale, if aged. Two-face? But the left side is consumed by an angry scar tissue. It is two-face. One eye droops, hooded by melted flesh, and the nostril on that side is pulled open to leave a gaping hole. <laughs> the disfigured man studies your reaction with his one good eye. Imagine screaming, right? And then you try, and then you try you compose yourself to like, you know, like, oh, I'm saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. How awkward it would be. Oh my God, you ugly. Oh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Name's Arbogast. Willard Arbogast. Willard T. Arbogast. Guess I don't need to ask what brings you to Emberhead. Yeah, you do. I'm lost. Here's two things you can do. If you claim to have come for the festival, or if you admit uh, that Silas has stranded you here. No reason to lie. So just say Silas yeah. stranded you. That dirty bastard left me here to die. <laughs> it reminds me of that movie with Nicolas Cage. That bee movie. Yeah. Not the bees. <laughs> Where the whole village is trying to kill him. Yeah. That was, something about that just is terrifying to me. With bees? No, not the bees. Like the fact that the whole town, you know, was trying to kill him. It would be like it would be, you know, like it's you against the whole town. It would be terrifying. Bring it! I'll fucking kill them all. I don't know. He he tried. <laughs> he got the bees. <laughs> not the bees. <laughs> He's never been to a redneck place. <laughs> Uh, that swollen mouth gives you a, a little twist downwards. Son of a devil! That uh, uh, son of a devil has rat's blood. His fingers tighten into a fist. Okay. So apparently, he doesn't like Silas too much. I don't either. At this point, Arbogast fixes you with a lopsided yet intense stare. Ugh! You seek me out, eh? He looks up at the cave ceiling. Which one of them told you about me? Never mind. It doesn't matter. Truth is, they fear what I know. They never come at me direct. Don't want to end up like old Bob, uh, Arbogast. He giggles. The high-pitched sound... That's a weird thing. He giggles. It's a yeah. weird way for a grown man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the man was 6'9", like 306 pounds. He then giggled. <laughs> he giggled like a little Asian girl. I'm like, what the fuck? The high-pitched sound is all the more grotesque coming from those bloated lips. High-pitched down, too, so you know he's giggling his ass off. Then abruptly, his gaze turns to iron. 
Amber had died 40 years ago, shattered by flame, consumed by the stars themselves. The ancient hill was cleansed by Inferno, and from the blackened ground came new life, as is the way of all things. The, Aben- uh, the Abenaki knew. Arbogast wipes his nose on his sleeve. You nasty fuck. You have a fucking napkin. <laughs> Except none of that happened. The flames were turned away. The necessary death postponed a year and a year again. And now those up there, he stabs a scrawny finger at the ceiling, think themselves saviors of the village. They think they can defy the great old ones. Up there? Are we underground? You're in a cave. The caves can be up above ground, can't they? Uh, like downward, I guess. I'm like, what the fuck? I'd be like, I'd be looking, looking up every time you point something. Like, what are you pointing at? Ai <laughs> Katuga. He shakes his head. Huh? With strange uh, aeons, their lives matter less than the blink of an eye. A fierce intelligence burns in his gaze. But you suspect that Arbogast may be quite insane. I don't guess. I'm pretty sure I know. Should his mood change, it would not be difficult for him to seize one of those loose rocks and crack you in the skull with it. I got this knife. (laughs) You can ask Arbogast about the uh, Abenaki. To ask him about the great old ones. To ask him about the villagers. Or to leave while you still can. (laughs) <laughs> I just fucking dip. Let me uh, think here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, bitch, I'm out of here. Well, I mean, he's, he's, the, he's the only person that's been so forthcoming. Hmm? I can already tell this town is weird. Yeah. In two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> uh, so I'm um, a festival. So that means that there, something happened 40 years ago that was going to destroy the festival. They postponed it by sacrifice. So every year they sacrifice somebody. And guess who number one is right now? <laughs> I guess it's me. Uh, let me ask him about the, uh, the, uh, the, what's the first one? The Abenaki. What's the second one? The great old ones. After that is the villagers. And then you can and still I, leave. And I just fucking did. But let me ask him about the, the number one. The Abenaki? Yeah. The Abenaki, he frowns. They knew this land and cherished it. They lived here in harmony with the allot- their allotted time. Air and earth, water and fire. Thank they you, accepted- Fire. Okay. Thank you, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> they accepted every daybreak as a gift and they trod lightly on the land. Yet we came and we ended them. Their time has passed. Now ours too must end. <laughs> Arbogast runs a hand through his hair. A wide strip of uh, is missing on his left side. Displaced by car, uh, scar tissue. Hmm. He climbs to his feet. Because he was kind of... Hey, you kick me in the face. <laughs> he doesn't like too fast. Oh, God. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he looks very much like Two-Face. Arbogast pauses in the shadows. There's something about you. Something the previous ones never had. A massive cock. <laughs> or being so short. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you can make it through. If you want to hear more, meet me again after dark. Nine o'clock. The graveyard on the other side. A graveyard? He lifts a gnarled finger. How about a fucking Starbucks or something? He lifts a gnarled finger. Don't be followed. Else I won't be there. This ain't the time of year for a showdown. Arbogast wipes his nose on his sleeve again. You nasty motherfucker, bro. Come on. (laughs) Go now. Their eyes are on me. And stranger, don't try to run. You'll never make it. You emerge into the sunlight, blinking. And more than a little shaken. You have discovered a secret. Later tonight, the text uh, will offer you a chance to follow up on the previous appointment. At that point, if you want to go and meet with Arbogast again, add 20 to your current entry number 
and go uh, to that new entry. Okay, let's okay. just write down N20. All right. You turn back to the road and your core uh, business, getting out of Emberhead and onwards to Osipi. The ridge gives you a good viewpoint from which you can see the course of the road. It winds with the hills, disappearing into woodland for a while before emerging further, emerging further on. You lose sight of it somewhere towards the second path of woodland. But your best estimation, uh, it has to be at least six or seven miles distant. You see no other settlements or, settlements or traffic. It may be worth taking a chance and walking. The weather is still mild, but you'll need supplies before you attempt it. We can't afford I got a knife. <laughs> Alrighty. So now you can walk down to the, uh, let's see. You can examine the large metal structure, explore the church, or look for people looking for their own transport needs. Let's do number three. Number three? Mm-hmm. So examine the... Or the one where I look for people with their own mode of transportation. <laughs> or whatever the fuck you said. Yeah. Not far from the, uh, the Ledbetter house, the one that you went uh, looking for those little condoms. <laughs> On the north side of Silsbury Street, there is an open courtyard. The rhythmic tattoo of a hammer seems to uh, to your uh, announce your approach. The courtyard is the busiest location you have seen yet in Emberhead. It is bordered by a ring of workshops. Some are brick buildings. Some are only rough huts. The blacksmith seizes the hammer, thrusting something red and glowing into the bucket of cold water. A weaver looks up from his loom, blinking at you for a moment, before returning to his shuttle. A potter, engraver, and carpenter each work at their own space, exchanging friendly banter. You move among the artisans, chatting about their work. Eventually, you bring up the question of export. Some of them send occasional packages with Silas. Some restrict their custom, uh, their custom wares entirely to the villagers. You receive no suggestions about alternate transport. How surprising. Make almost, a, almost like they don't want me to leave. <laughs> make a psychology roll. A psychology roll? <laughs> that is one of my skills? Let me check. Oh, I do. Oh, it's a 50%. Okay. <laughs> well, you failed the last one, so... <laughs> Did I? Oh, yeah, with Silas. Yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> 54. Fuck. <laughs> All right. We're back to those uh, same options again. Well, God dang it. Examine the large metal structure or explore the church. Let's go to the, look at this large metal structure that's so adamant that I explore. <laughs> it's like always the top one. Always. You walk up uh, the approach. The most central of the village's major streets. It points directly at the odd metal structure. As you emerge from the shade of the nearby buildings, you are greeted by a magnificent panorama spread of the north and the southeast. The last colors of the faint tint the hills in a uh, sleepy gold. The structure, by contrast, is made from uncompromising iron, singed black. It supports an immense curved platform at the level of your head. Further struts, uh, struts snake up from the central point. It looks like there may have been some kind of uh, sculpture at one point, 
but are now twisted and melted beyond recognition. An older gentleman passes, looking up at the uh, looking up at you with roomy eyes. Look at me, I'm I'm the little person. What do you mean looking up? But you're all, you're up on the hill. So. Okay. Uh, there's at least a reason for him to be looking up. Otherwise, he'd be looking down. <laughs> are you here for the festival? He asks. That's the beacon. When they light it, night after next, you'll be able to see it ten miles away. He gives a little nod of satisfaction and then moves on, leaning on his walking stick. Now you notice bundles of wood tied and stacked against the buildings nearby. Perhaps this festival would be an interesting diversion, but you really must be heading to Arkham as soon as possible. Make a spot hidden roll. Uh, My spot hidden is uh, 70. Oh. Section pretty high. I'm a detective. I have yeah. to make. I noticed. I have to notice things. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what is it? Well, it's 102, or is it just two? Two. Two? Yeah. Or is it? I guess it when it's zero zero four. To both of them are zero. It's a hundred, right? That's what I read in the rule book. If it's uh, on both dice. Okay, so it is two. I did yeah. it. Thank God. I had 102. 100, 103%. <laughs> 102%. I made it. <laughs> yeah, you're good, though. That was low as hell, then. Yeah. As you walk by, uh, walk away from the iron structure, you notice something strange about the construction of the village. All of the wooden dwellings are concentrated in the west and southwest. To the east and northeast, closest to the beacon, the buildings are formed from dark brick and clay. Does this mean the settlement began uh, at the beacon and spread west? You may now mark the small box uh, beside the spot hidden skill. Okay. Can the little mark it? Done. And now we go back to the the same... (laughs) The same old table. Uh The last thing that you have now is explore the church. Okay. Church it is. (laughs) It's not even a choice at this point. Hallelujah. Ow. <laughs> that one really got the ears going. <laughs> you cross the street towards the church. As you glance at your left, you get uh, your gaze alights on a large metal structure. Something bothers you about its positioning. You back up and look again. Yes. Emberhead Central Thoroughfare points directly at that structure. Hmm. This seems too precise to be a coincidence. You press on and draw into the shadow of the church. The building is in a starry state. The top of the steeple is missing, a ragged gash of splintered boards marking its absence, and the floors beneath it have collapsed. It appears to have uh, torn through the roof of the main building as it fell. Only the back half is still intact. The white paint, which was covered uh, covering the church, has yellowed and peeled. It seems safe enough to explore the rear section. Old pews are stacked against a wall, choked with mildew. Most of the windows are broken. You guess this church has been disused for about 20 years. There's little more to interest you. Make a ride roll. A ride roll? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I have ride anything on here. I do not. That means I gotta use one the, uh, get. Well, ride is 5%. Ain't that, ain't that, ain't that convenient? Hang on, so uh, you may have a bonus die. Roll the tens percentage die twice and make the lower result. The tens? All right. So let me do the one. It won't matter if I do this. I know. If, oh, boy. Man, it's a six. That's 60% already. I failed. Only had a 5% chance. Your morning excursions have left you hungry. 
You roam through the streets of Emberhead looking for sustenance. There is nothing resembling the busy cafes of your hometown or anything that might be called a restaurant. Hmm. It is beginning to look like you have to get supplies from the general store when Mae Ledbetter comes down the street with a girl trailing in her wake. This must be Ruth. As she notices you, she races past her mother and approaches you with a smile. This is a different Ruth from the shy creature of last night. As she reaches you, she stops and stretches her arms up in celebration. She looks up into your eyes. Abruptly, the smile drops from her face, and she looks several years older. Get out before the festival, she hisses. Get out. She blinks hard, then scuttles back towards her mother. May approaches, wraps her arms around her daughter's shoulders, and smiles. How are you getting on? How have you, have you, have you found transport yet? Startled, you explain the, uh, the frustrations of the situation. I'd try Mr. Winters in the village hall. He's always in uh, on the afternoon. You'll, uh, you'll be hungry by now. Help yourself to any food in the house. The door's not locked. You glance at Ruth, where she has squirreled herself behind her mother's leg. Her eyes implore you, implore you to silence. You can. Ask if, uh, ask, if you ask Ruth about what she said. You can ask May about what Ruth said. Or you can say nothing. Yeah, I'll go with nothing. The real shady now. And another thing, she said she looked up at me. How short is Ruth? If I'm already three foot nine. <laughs> this little girl could be short. She can't be much shorter than me. But she might have to barely tilt her head. <laughs> you take your leave of the Ledbetters and head towards the house. The door opens easy. If uh, in the low kitchen, you make a, me- a meal from strawgy bread and leftover stew. A little window offers a view to the mountains. If you learned one thing this morning, it was that Emberhead streets hold little to occupy the visitor from out of town. But there are about five hours of daylight remaining. You could take some provisions and uh, the bare essentials from your luggage and set out in the hope of reaching another settlement before dark. Or you could ask advice from the, uh, this Mr. Winters. Mr. Winters. Let me see. I already know this place is a hellhole. <laughs> I know they're going to kill me. That's the game plan. So what would talking to Mr. Winters accomplish? If I can talk him out of it. So my options are talk to him or, or fucking dip, right? Mm-hmm. Let's get the fuck out of here. You take money, water, and some sandwiches. It seems uh, polite to leave May Ledbetter a note explaining the situation and that you will return for your bags as soon as possible. <laughs> she just says the letter just says, fuck you. <laughs> In gigantic letters. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> you. <laughs> With enunciation. Enunciate the uck. <laughs> you. The sky is flecked with cloud but shows no sign of imminent rain. A couple of villagers watch as you descend to the southern oh, road. Fuck, they already and saw me. And follow it around to the east. The black metal structure looms on the promenade above. You shiver as you pass the lower huts and head out of Emberhead. After the miserable and closed streets of Emberhead, you are refreshed by the open air and sense of of progress. An hour later, however, the empty road ceases to be a novelty. You have just entered the first patch of woodland, where you hear an eerie, lifting howl from the north. Oh, fuck. Make a natural world roll. Shit, I don't think natural roll is one of mine. (laughs) If it's not, it's just the the basic... uh... The, the baseline it has from the, the little book. Uh, natural World is by itself 10%. Oh. <laughs> I didn't add anything to it. Fuck. <laughs> There's no fucking way. 
Uh, 62. <laughs> Nowhere near. What is that, a coyote? A werewolf? That's probably what I'm thinking. <laughs> what the fuck is it? I'm a city boy. I ain't the man for this world out here. <laughs> I don't know what any of this is. You hesitate. You have grown up in the familiar landscape of the town. Wild animals are a little outside of your experience. Exactly. Is it unwise to head into the unknown by yourself? You can either press on or return to the safety of Emberhead. What safety? They're going to fucking kill me. <laughs> Let's just keep going. A second call answers the first. Oh, fuck. But it sounds further away. You follow the road through the woodland. Branches lean over the road. The foliage is quite beautiful, from gold to the russet and deep rich red. Fallen leaves crunch beneath your feet. After about half an hour, you emerge from the trees. The road makes a lazy curve around foothills ahead into further patched woodland. A rough track seems to be uh, offer a shortcut through the woods. You can <laughs> you can uh, head up the hill and try to spot another settlement. Uh, try the track. Or you can stick to the safety of the road. Yeah, I'll stick to the road, please. <laughs> Let me cut through these fucking thick-ass woods and get mauled by a werewolf. And it could be. You never know. There is no guarantee that the track leads back to the road you were following. Better to stay on course, even if it takes longer. Hell yeah. But you are uncomfortably aware that the sun is setting behind you as you walk. Fifteen minutes later, you are passing a natural clearing and catch the movement out of the corner of your eye. So if it's just set, it's set I'm going east? I believe so. Okay. Uh, about 30 yards away, something large lingers at the trunk. It's about your height and black with small rounded ears. It's four foot one? <laughs> As you watch, it rears up on its hind legs. A bear. Oh, fuck. It seems most interested in the fruit hanging above it. You can either get, get, a, fuck out of here. get a closer look, <laughs> remain motionless, or make a deliberate, slow retreat. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's a T-Rex and just not move. You're going to say not move? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Just going to get a fucking snack here in a second. You keep your breath shallow and watch the creature. It pauses and looks around the clearing. Oh, fuck. Make a luck roll. Oh, fuck. Had to get eaten by a bear. Episode two. My luck was, uh, f oh, yeah, the uh, 45, right? Yeah. I didn't write it down. I did write it down. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's over here. 45. Oh, fuck. That's not a high luck. <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's 54. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. Something seems to spook the bear. It turns and shambles away into the forest away from you. It's oh. rump swinging. <laughs> it's big old ass jiggling. You wait for five minutes, but the animal does not return. Still, it was a fascinating creature to observe for a brief moment. Nothing happened then. I failed. I failed. That's weird. Who knows if there's something worse? Yeah, maybe. You return to the road and resume your walk east. At least you hope you're heading east. The curves of the road become disorienting, uh, disorienting when the light begins to fade. I mean, it's a road. Just keep going. You'll find something. Clouds hide the stars. It seems you will not reach another settlement before dark. You feel weariness in your legs. The air is much cooler now. Make a hard listen roll. Oh, fuck. Hard listen? <laughs> Do I have listen as a thing? Jump, dodge, tracks. Nope. That means listen is a basic one. 
Listen is already at 10% or 20%. 20%. So a heart is at 10%, right? Uh, I believe so. Because it's like it's like a heart and then like one more is like a critical or, so, or a extreme or some shit. Yeah. So heart has to be the second one. Cause you gotta divide it by half. Right. So ten percent. It's not. I'm not gonna hear shit. I guess I'm fucking deaf. <laughs> I'm a great detective. I can't hear a damn thing. Except for people smacking cheeks. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Seven percent. Oh, wow. Oh shit. Actually <laughs> <laughs> got it. Wow. Unfucking believable. He comes from behind people. <laughs> My God. How the hell did you do that one? Look at the draw. <laughs> Very much so, though. Jesus. Damn, that was that was incredible. <laughs> you hear something from the road behind you. It is a dull clunk, perhaps a dead branch falling. You pause, but the sound does not repeat. You retrace a few steps and look down the road. There's nothing to see. You may check uh, the small box beside the listen skill now. Okay. I gotta write that down instead. Listen and check. <laughs> Another cry splits the gloom. Oh, fuck. What other cry? That was a cry. Big one. Big one. Uh, the howls, I guess? It is the same unearthly call you heard whenever you first entered the first patch of woodland. Fuck. But this time, with a grating undertone that makes you shiver, it seems closer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you can either take refuge in a tree for the night or keep walking. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Keep walking? Yeah. <laughs> Unappealing as it is to keep walking through the dark, the idea of hiding up a tree while wild animals congregate to plan your slaughter is even less appealing. <laughs> Sooner or later, this road must lead you to another settlement. It has to. You step up the pace. <laughs> but I'm getting the fuck up out of here. <laughs> the eerie howls draw closer. They come from either side. One calls and is answered by the grim chorus, thick and hungry. You have a strange, desperate, desperate edge. You are walking as fast as you can now. You hear your own breath coming hard. The trees in the area are too young to support your weight. Perhaps you weigh a hundred pounds, but they could be little saplings. Jesus! But how long could you run before you had to stop? As long as I have to. A clump of low, dark bodies slink from the trees, oh, blocking the road ahead. Shit. Each silhouette has a high, pointed ear. Their eyes glint in the moonlight. Make a sanity roll. Oh no, what the fuck did I just walk into? Uh, so my sanity, it stays set, right? But I still, I lose points. You, you lost that one already. So it's at 49? Yeah. No, that's fucking terrible. Or did, was it uh, sanity or was... Yeah, because I lost... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah you, you lost the point in sanity. So that means that I, I have to roll underneath 49 now. Yeah. Or 49 under. Yeah. That, that would suck if my sanity was really low. Yeah. Come on, baby. Don't lose your mind. Uh, two. Two? Wow. <laughs> You're going to get super lucky on all this. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Even as the beast fan uh, out around you, the black fear rises in your chest. You sense something is wrong here. The pack makes irritable, awkward movements, not the patient, predatory approach you might expect. They draw closer, encircling you. You hear the rasp of their throats, smell their thick, musky scent. They burst into flame. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? You gape, fumes filling your mouth and nostrils as the creatures ignite. Eyes wild, their fur blazes, waves of red-tinged red fire dripping from their saliving jowls. 
they howl. A wolf will cacophony and springs at you with insane burning eyes. You stagger back, gulping and choking vapors, and you fall. Lose one sanity point. What? I I thought I got the... What the fuck? (laughs) But I got it. (laughs) You motherfuckers. Yeah, what would have happened if you didn't get it, though? I would have shit my pants. (laughs) Or died. Yeah, maybe. I thought when they burst into flames, they would... Oh, fuck. What are they? Flame on. Oh, you're going to hate this. Like a flaming werewolf? You're going to hate this, though. The skin of your face feels warm. There is a mattress beneath you. You blink against the sunlight. A blurred figure swims into your vision. You're awake. It's May. May Ledbetter. Fuck. (laughs) Great. You shift and pain racks your body. You feel bruised and your head throbs. May comes into focus. You're lucky to be alive. A farmer found you in the small hours lying in the road. Patched you up and brought you back in his cart. Said you were in the middle of the woods somewhere? Best take it easy today. I'll lick it on you later. The farmer and his cart are long gone, of course. You snooze for a little longer. You have received first aid. While unconscious, you may restore one hit point. We lost any hit points. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I guess we can leave it there because that's kind of a good way to stop. Yeah. And we will see you guys I'm, on part I three. Guess, I guess I'm gonna having a Groundhog's Day <laughs> fucking episode. <laughs> we'll see you guys on part three. Damn it, man.